going on, everybody? Hello, and welcome to the Record High Podcast. Um, if this is your first time listening in, uh, my name is Mike Petroselli. Um, I'm obviously here with the bearer of bad news co-host. Oh, there we go. And uh, there we go. And and you know we got we got some good stuff to talk about today. Um, but first, I do want to say that um, if you don't know what our objective is here, um, we just try to to bring some good points to your business life, or your personal life, or your physical life. And uh, try to get you to reach new record highs throughout those aspects of your life. And to be honest, it, it's not just for business, but when you do change one thing and you change your mentality, I feel like it impacts every other aspect Absolutely. of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, so that's our goal. We want you guys to, to get value from the things that we say and interact and let us know if anything's different. But... Um, Nate? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I can't help it. I read news all the time. All right, you guys are going to have to put up with a public announcement. So you think everyone's gonna hate this or what? Cause I yeah. think it's a good thing. No, they're gonna like it. I think people are gonna, gonna like it. it. They're gonna get some real value out of this. So I'm about to add some real value. Did you, you know? pick one? Well, uh, yeah, I picked one. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, I yeah. well, I gave you a little intro, but I haven't given you, given you the total now. This is a public service announcement. Um, in case you're the type that likes to uh, go to the beach, uh, uh, unfortunately, there's uh, there's been some dolphin encounters. Um, they, they didn't name the dolphin, um, but let's just call him SFD. SFD. Okay. Uh, that's short for uh, sexually frustrated dolphin. Oh, uh, recently, well, uh, couldn't stop harassing swimmers in West France, uh, and, and and consequently forced the shutdown of a local beach entirely. Oh wait, no, they didn't nickname. They nicknamed him Zafar by locals. Uh, had been hanging around the waters of the Bay of the Breast for a couple of months and subsequently becoming a tourist attraction. Um, and uh, he's, he's known for playfully swimming alongside people in the air and even letting them hold on to his dorsal fin. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Zafar, you know, just like the rest of us, every once in a while, you know, it gets an itch and needs to be scratched, right? If you're spending all your time around humans, right? Okay. Right? So this is not a free dorsal fin touch. Uh-oh. Have you, have you ever had one of those encounters where, you know, you think it's a free... There's a free encounter, but it's not? Well, Zafar had very particular requests. Um, he wanted he wanted to turn it a little intimate, all right? Uh, and he, uh, he began aggressively rubbing upon the swimmers of the boat, um, lifted one woman with his nose and prevented yet another from returning to the shore. Um, subsequently, they needed to be rescued. But apparently, all right, apparently Zafar doesn't do anything for free, right? So the next time, you know, that you're swimming in France and uh, a dolphin comes up next to you, and I, I, I can see the look on my face, so people might be, people might be confused. If you, if, if Zafar lets you touch his dorsal fin, that is not free, right? So Zafar required some, let's just say, sexual attention for that uh, is that confusing so, so so he was making people no no he would go up and he would let them touch his dorsal fin okay right which you think is innocent enough like grab the top of his fin okay okay but that's not free that's not free touch right so what so, is he expecting in return sexual <laughs> So, so does he bend them over? No, he's, he aggressively starts to rub them. Right? Oh, got it, got it. In got a it. sexual manner, right? And this, okay. And unfortunately... So he's humping them. 
Yeah, you got, got it, got it, got it. Right, you them, right? So, <laughs> so in case you're swimming in France and you're like, this is my lucky day, all right? A dolphin swims up to you just to let you know there's no such thing as a as a free touch. You yeah, you just grab on and swim. You got to give him something in return. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't, you're going to have a problem with so far, right? But I got, you know, can you only imagine, can you only imagine you're swimming, you know, you're having this great thing and then all of a sudden, you know, you take a look at this dolphin, he's looking at you and then you realize... What have I done? I would panic right? and run. Right? I, would, I don't know who the bad person is. Is it you? <laughs> no. Is it I'm... you expecting a free touch, or is it Safar <laughs> expecting some sort of some sort of uh, you know what I would say uh, some sort of uh, uh, you know an exchange here? Right? Who's the bad person here? Who's the bad I mean, person? In all honesty, he's a really smart fish. He's, he's yeah. Getting, he's getting Who's the bad wants. person here? Right? <laughs> Who's the bad person here? Right? I'm like I'm like you're the one that you know he didn't he didn't make you do that. So oh man, I was just cracking up laughing on that. Um, should we go into sports and maybe just a little bit? It was a crazy week. Everybody I'm still lost. Sensitive to it. I'm still Everybody sensitive. lost. Everybody was losing left and right. Yeah. I think that's the worst game I've ever seen Tom Brady win. Mm-hmm. He just won just for being on the field, right? His defense won for him. Pat Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. He's sucking, but somehow managed to make it happen. Yep. The Rams lost. I'm like, I'm like, I was watching everybody lose that shouldn't have lost. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's it's just crazy. It's week. I don't even I don't even know what story to touch on. Yeah. Like, what story should we touch on besides Cardinals still suck? I mean, the thing about the Cardinals sucking though is I actually feel a little better about it than I did last year. Uh, because if you look at the power, you, do you ever look at the power rankings? Not really. Right, right now the Cardinals are at uh, I think twenty eight, and that makes me feel a little more comfortable because they're not dead last. There's still teams doing worse than them in the NFL, and I'm, makes me a little more comfortable. What makes you feel good is that your shitty team isn't the shittiest person. Well, exactly. Yes, that's that's what I have to deal <laughs> Did with. Did we talk about that? Is that like well, is that our whole purpose of this podcast? Is that you can't live life like that? I'm just so ready for a Cardinals win. That's all I want. I want them to win, and they're playing good. Like they're getting positive yardage, and they're moving the ball. They just they can't score, and their defense gives up too much. Every time they do score, the defense gives up points right after. Well, that's why. That's why I'm. I mad. feel like it's my. I feel like I'm the only person in your life that tells you the truth. Anybody else tell you the truth when I tell you about the Cardinals? Am I the only person? Is it once a week oh, where no, you come I, here? I know the truth. I just okay, don't want to believe it. it. It's there. It's it doesn't matter. Like and this is what we tell people all the time. It doesn't matter if you're doing ten things well, but it's not translating into money, right? That, that doesn't matter, right? That, that's actually that's actually the entire myth out there. That's it, it. It doesn't matter how many yards you get, and everybody wants to point to something good, but in the end. People only remember winners, right? People only remember the guys that won, the guys that made money, the guys that were able to translate that into wins. If you're not able to translate in the wins and everybody's, oh, well, we'll put that together and don't worry. Eventually we'll play somebody that sucks more than us, right? And that's not how it works. Maybe that's how it works in football, right? Someone's trying to, but you're not gonna come across that in life. No. How often are you gonna gonna come across somebody in life where you're competing for the same promotion? He All looks time. you right in the eye and says, hey, listen, it's your lucky year. <laughs> I'm taking this year so that I get a better, so Too that I lose everything that and I have less responsibilities, right? So I'm going to go ahead and get, I'm going to act like I'm playing, but you're going to go ahead and get this win by default, right? <laughs> There's no dolphins out there, right? That's not going to happen. There's no tank years for people. I think that's what people are expecting. They're expecting, hey, if I'm just doing this, maybe a couple things well, that's going to translate into success, right? Um, and, and, and we want to transition in there. It, as if you've listened to the other three, four podcasts, apparently we recorded four, but only three made it on there. 
Go figure. Is that the one where Oops. the mic was all messed up? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Um, and then hopefully it's, you know, we got some feedback. Hopefully it doesn't sound like I'm yelling all the time. So hopefully we fix that. We got, we we fix got that? that turned down too a Is little bit right now. Is it so good? I think all you're right. good. Um, but we've gone over a lot of stuff. We've got about getting up early, making goals. What's, I mean, what can you do on a daily basis to differentiate yourself? When does, when does the race actually start? It starts when it gets tough. And then, and then also there's, we want to, I was watching football the other night and I was watching the Cincinnati, it was last night, this 36 year old coach just get destroyed. Do you watch the game by chance? I don't watch it. So he's on it. He's keeping the stone cold face, but he's 36 and he's just getting destroyed. And what he's supposed to be, is he's supposed to be the next Sean McVay. Right? I can't, I don't know if he worked with him or something, but that's supposed to be the idea. Cincinnati is like, hey, that worked over the Rams, it's gonna work for me. Um, and the idea is they're gonna bring in some new strategies, they're gonna think different, but but what Cincinnati's missing, or, or the, whether if they're not tanking on purpose, right? If they're, if they're not losing on purpose and they're losing on accident, then they're missing something very specific. And a lot of people don't realize this. They think that, that you have to come up, that there's not a proven way to do something that will translate into success. There's not a way you can be that'll guarantee you that you'll make more money than the average person. And the longer you do it, the difference, the, the, the greater the differences between you and somebody that's not doing it. Would you, is that safe to say, Mike? Oh yeah. Do you feel that most people don't think that there's a way, that there's a certain way to live your life that'll translate into well, success? Yeah, and then when they don't do those things, they wonder why they're not successful. Well, it's, a, it's Rich Dad Poor Dad teaches this as well. And he talks about that you're, you're educated to do a certain place. Just be in the assembly line. Just do what you're told. But they never teach you about finances. They never teach you how to invest. They don't teach you how to run a bank account, do your taxes. They, they have none of that, right? The only reason why I was that I naturally learned how to do that during school and afterwards is because my best subject was, guess what? Math. Math. Uh, I could not read and write to give, I mean, for my life. If only numbers were letters. I can't spell even to this day. <laughs> and, and, and my grammar is, 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 is literally, is underwhelming to say the least, right? I make mistakes all the time, right? Thank heavens for sale check. But my math is second to none. And guess what translated into money? Guess what the right subject was? English or math? Math. Math. For you especially. Dude, I can't tell you how many people that work for me that know how to spell perfectly. Their grammar is great. Right, and the people that are underneath me. You know, I have I have a partner that's an attorney by trade, and he'll correct my grammar for free. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it turns, so does Microsoft Word. Yeah, yeah, and it turns out that math is the option, and because of math, I learned how to do accounting. I learned how to add. I learned how to 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 be very comfortable with formulas. I learned how businesses work. I was naturally intrigued of the way that money works. I went into banking. I was there for ten years, financial advising. I mean, it's the it's the whole entire reason why I was able to do what I did, mm -hmm. right? And I just so happened to be lucky. If I was good at English, it wouldn't have worked out this way. Because we already talked about this. Maybe you'd be spell checking I mean, are, and yeah. Who are who are my mentors? Who are who are my money mentors in the English category? Uh, your lawyer? Yeah. Well, but even that. I mean, even that, they don't even necessarily translate to that. And so the, the guys that were good at math and drawing out there, they turned that that skill into money, right? So I was just naturally around people that made money. And especially in financial advising, I was around rich people all the time. Because the only way you could talk to me is if you had $250,000 more. You had to give me $250,000 or prove to me that you could give me $250,000. Mm -hmm. Not that you could take out an equity line on your house or not that you want to eventually invest over a period of 30 years and be a two fifty. You had to have $250,000 to sit down. Mm -hmm. You had to bring in your bank account. 
You had to prove that. Now, if you had less than that, they had another financial advisor you could sit with, but me, I was over 250K, right? And, and so I was just around rich people. Like if you have $250,000 that you don't need, you're rich. Absolutely. You are. Like, and this is not like retired. These are people that like have $250,000 extra, right? They don't know what you're, to do with it. Yeah, you're in, the, you're in the top percent, absolutely, right? I just need to make some money on my money. I don't want, they start, you start to worry about things you've never heard about, you've heard about, but don't apply to you like inflation, et cetera, People like worry that. about the money disappearing after yeah. it's there for a while. Absolutely, absolutely. All of a sudden you stop worrying about making money, you start, you start worrying about losing it. And so what, what I realized is that there's five really core um, traits or ways that somebody lives their life that make them successful. So there's five, and we're gonna tell you those today, right? We're gonna tell those, we're gonna to try to do it in the most entertaining manner. You can write down these five things, listen to this. I mean, you don't even have a right to, I was at the gym and I listened to two hours of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Dude, that pumped me up, whether I like, maybe I like listening to myself. You right? do like, I can't listen to it. Yeah, so you can't, I can't, so I'll listen to it for both <laughs> of us, right? But it pumped me up. Even if you're not even writing this crap down, you're just listening to it, it's gonna get into your subconscious. But we're gonna go over five things, right? We're gonna teach you what these guys are doing. If you aren't doing these things, you have a problem. Should I make up another phrase besides very bad news? No, uh, no I think I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, well so I, I do wanna add one thing real quick. Absolutely. So. I think if someone's if someone's living their life and they and they you know they they have an issue with dedicating themselves to things or they realize that there's you know they have there's always that one thing that goes wrong or there's always that one project they're working on and it's and they they never finish it and and they, they and they wonder why or they wonder like what's going on in their life and they don't listen to this and write these things down and actually do them they're going to be in that position forever so I highly recommend whoever is listening to this write it down and actually take action on it yeah, I mean, what, what's the other plan for today, right? We say that all the time, what's the other plan for today? So we're gonna give you successful strategies. If you do these, if you implement these, this is what everybody that you work for or has more money, I promise you they're, they're doing this better than you. Oh yeah. It's a guarantee. And nobody has gotten in the place they need to without doing these. So the first one, one, and this one's an interesting one and needs to be defined pretty, pretty, uh, pretty effectively, but you need to get away from self-serving and you need to become, not necessarily a servant, but you need to learn how to serve other people. So I'm gonna define that a little bit. Nobody has done anything great by themselves. No, it you, didn't happen. Yep. You could start a race but if you want to become the world's great, say if you were running a race and you're just a you're just a, a sprinter, there is no world record holder holding sprinter that woke up one day, ran a race, broke a world record by himself. Doesn't exist. Coach, sponsors, sponsors. Trainers, I mean nutritionists. I mean that person to get to that level had to accept the fact that he didn't know everything and he was gonna to have to surround himself by people that could do better than, do certain things better than him. Right. And so he had to humble himself down. There's nothing more um, of a perfect example than say a professional athlete and a coach on there. So we see this all the time with football. These guys can do, I mean, the, the, um, the quarterback coach of, who was it? Um, it's one that has a, there's there's one. Used to be the backup quarterback for the quarterback coach that he's at now. And even then there's plenty of examples where that coach couldn't, if his life depended on it, do what that person's doing. Right. 
But what he can do is he can take that person to the next level. And it's just like that with their agents too. Like NFL, oh, NFL players out of high school don't know finances yeah. or numbers yeah. or whatever. There's so much into it. There's no way they. I would mean, get you watch it. ballers for one season and you realize like there's there's a weird crazy world right there, and those guys are different. So you're just gonna have to accept the fact if you want to be successful, and you get up every morning and you think you know everything, or you're just so self-centered on your own problems that you're not willing to bring somebody else in your life and all of your goals and aspirations of life is simply for you to do your own thing or be by yourself and you think, and we were talking about this a little bit, if you're always the smartest person in the room, you have a problem and you're different than the other people. The other people that you know that were successful that got to that place, they realized that they could do certain things very well. Mm -hmm. And then they found their gaps pretty quickly. And what I've spent my entire life doing is surrounding myself by people that are just one step ahead of me, not necessarily overall, but in the categories that I was bad at, right? right? And so if, if I couldn't do something well, I had two choices, right? I could feel as if I'm inadequate and let that hold me down, or I can find somebody that was very good at the things I wasn't. And then when you combine those, that's when these people start doing great things. You become triple and quadruple as a fish. No, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And so nobody has accomplished anything worthwhile on their own. So when you do your strategies and you're putting together and you're thinking, I don't know what the first thing I need to do, start finding successful people to be around and become a servant around there. So let's let's talk about Sean McVay. Right? So the coach of the Rams. Have you heard his story? Did I uh, tell you the story? I've heard like half the story. How people don't know this guy's story blows my mind. Okay, so he's the youngest coach in ever in history or tied for mm-hmm. it to go off and, and go to the Super Bowl or something like that. He's breaking all these records. You know, he has this model girlfriend, which I promise you wouldn't be his girlfriend if he had a normal job. All right, let's just be honest there. All right? He's a good looking guy, but he's not that good looking. I haven't right? seen her yet. Yeah, so I mean, look her up, right? So, and he's got this life and he's got all this respect. Do you know who, do you know who he started working for? Uh-uh. Do you know the Raiders coach? I don't know his name. What's his name? So whoever John the Raiders. Yeah, John Gruden. Do you know, was it John Gruden? It was somebody's. You know who he, who he you know who he started? He was the, he was the bitch boy. He, this is how the coach explained him. Oh yeah. He was, or just do whatever we told him to do. He was get the coffee guy. He, and he did whatever we needed him to do. It didn't matter, he did whatever. All that he says, he just wanted to be around. He wanted to be included when anything happened. He wanted to learn. He wanted to grow. He did that since he was in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. So he might be young, but he's, he realized at a very young age, I've got two decisions. I can try to build this by myself or I can surround myself by people that have already done it. I can learn the traits, get better. And then he made a name for himself. Like before I knew that, you know, I thought this, this guy just showed up and he's just, you know, said something amazing. Everybody already knew who he was. Yeah. The only people that didn't know who Sean McVay were, were, the, were us. But everybody in the football area, when they, they already knew who he was. Mm-hmm. He had an amazing resume. He had learned that and grown that by, by great people. And he had, he had moved his way up in the organization. By the time he took the head coaching job, that was not, that was not his, his you know, just big old leap. That was a natural progression. And then he turned that into a successful football game. Right. But he realized very young, I need to get myself in there and I need to serve. So you need to find someone that has the life you want, more successful than you, and heaven help you if he's not smarter than you. you. He has to be more intelligent than you. Do not make your first mentor somebody that's less successful <laughs> and more retarded. The more you surround yourself by people that are worse than you, 
is, is you're going to get exactly what they have to offer, you which are is worth surround yourself with. So you need to find the people that are willing to have in your life. And, and, and the problem is, is most guys, when they get to that area where they're successful, they, they've got a lot of people who want to be in their lives. Right. Yeah. I, it, I've got a lot of people who want to be in my lives. Right. I have to be strategic now. I, I'm like, where am I going to spend my time? I only have a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. And I want the people that are going to add value. Tell me how you're going to add value to my life. Okay. So you have nothing. I don't want anything in your life. So you're coming to pick me that me and you need to be a part of lives now. And I don't want anything in your life. Eh, eh. And, and, uh, you need to show me how you're going to add value. Right. And, and the, really the only thing you have to give is, is, is some sort of, of, of serving that person to make their life better. And in the, in the end, you're going to by osmosis and just being around that person, he's going to talk, you're going to learn. And, and there's a strategy that he's going to teach you. So the first one is you need to learn how to serve. Uh, there's a quote out there that says, the measure of a man's greatness is not the number of servants he has, but the number of people he serves. You need to learn that quick because that's going to translate when you're a business owner as well. People don't just want to be the servants of people. People want to be able to be their servant, right? So when you have employees, when you have people underneath you, you need to learn how to make their lives important as well. Right. Now, there's a problem with this. Mike, there's a problem. There's a problem. You want to do a problem? Mm-hmm. Some people have problems in their life. No. They've got families. They've got things they have. I mean, they're holding on. They're barely holding on worrying about their own shit. Have you ever had that happen? I had a bad week last week. You know how hard it was for me to think about someone else besides myself? Yep. I did a tremendous amount of thinking about myself last week. Tunnel vision. It happens to everybody. Yeah. So, So they hear this, and I hear this all the time, and they're like, it's all good until they have a problem and then they go self so they go self focus. Mm. You will never have people that want to be around you. You will never have the business you think you have. Just when you get your first problem, you turtle up and you only think you're a shell. Oh, yeah. You can never do that. Once you have somebody working for you, you can never turtle up. I promise you they won't work for you long. Well, because that's when all the big shit happens is when you're turtled and then something, you know, something big happens and then you're not there and then everybody's screwed. Yeah, absolutely. And then they want somebody they, they can look up to. They want somebody that that is can think more of themselves. So you need to start this on a small scale. So this is gonna be hard, but you need to find somebody, and they, there's, there's things, as we mentioned before, needs to be more intelligent, more successful, right? It needs to be able to offer you something and just start trying to be around that person. And then think of something that value, I promise you, it works. And another way to think about that before we get too far off topic is so many people will see something that they're not good at as a weakness and then spend too much time trying to be good at it. Like, oh, yeah. Like if you go back to sports, yeah, we could practice 24 hours a day football, yeah. right, for yeah. two years. Yeah. doesn't mean we're going to be as good as Antonio Brown no. at catching balls. So I think one thing that's important, and I've, I've had to do this throughout my life, is instead of focusing on your weaknesses – Focus in on what you're really good at. Yep. You know, just like you said, and then you find other people who are yep. good at your weaknesses and you yep. bring those people into your life. Instead That's of, a strategy. Instead of wasting so much time on yep. things you're bad at. Everybody you see that has money and have made it, they've got this down. Now, they might be farther in life, like people, oh, I know somebody that's rich that doesn't serve anything. I promise you, you did before. He didn't just wake up like that. I promise you he did before. Maybe he doesn't have to do it too much. Maybe he's adding uh, anymore. He's adding value without having to serve. But at the beginning, you have to. You can't be too prideful to to think that way. Yeah. Well, and then there's the second one. This one is unbelievably inconvenient. Everybody thinks that success is just, you can just see it in front of you. But it's exactly the opposite. You can only see success after it's happened. And it's in hindsight. 
That that that's the problem. It, it, it's you, you. It's just kind of like uh, um, Steve Jobs when he was giving a uh, a speech at a college, and he said it didn't make sense why things were happening to him. But when he looked back, all of the dots lined up perfectly. So you have to kind of jump into this with. You know what? Blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Success is not dictated. The only thing that dictates, the only thing that you can follow guaranteed will happen is how to be, you know what, have nothing for the rest of your life. They've outlined that for you. They tell you exactly what's happened. They tell you how to get in debt. They tell you how to work at a job that you don't want. They Wake teach up you at how this to, time, go to sleep at this time. Yep. They teach you how to be in a relationship you don't want to. And they, they teach you how to not prepare for retirement. That, that is, if, if you're doing all five of those, the more you're doing those five successful, the more you're following the only plan that, that's going to be outlined for you. And most people go for that. That's because they think that's the safest one. In actuality, that's the crappiest one. If your life is already defined for you, if you got up this morning and you can pretty much dictate what the rest of your life is going to be, um, you have a problem. Yeah. You should be petrified. There's nothing more petrifying than I think that my life is already defined for me, even when it's successful. A lot of people would say, oh, well, Nathan, you're making money. I don't have to worry about money. I have a pretty good life. Um, not void of personal problems, but that, that happens to everybody. But you should be happy, right? Aren't you happy? Like cement it in now. It's like, no, that's petrifying. That is the most petrifying thing. Well, being petrified is what should get you up. You know, that should be another reason oh, why you do things. But they have to switch. Petrified. They have to switch the way they think. They have to be more scared that their life is already defined than not defined. And that's Elon Musk's whole thing. He is afraid more of not risking it all than, than not risking in the first place. Right. If he got up and he wasn't risking, he said... That he, that he, there would be no worse feeling that he didn't think that he was risking everything. Like right. He wouldn't be able to live with himself. And that's what's allowed him to drive. Now, you don't have to do it on the point where you're risking everything. But but you do need a certain amount of risk in life where, you, where the risk is you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You have to take a blind leap or a blind leap. It will never be a clear way of success. And it's built that way. That's another thing people don't realize. You think that the the path to success was always blocked. No, no, the people that did it already went back and made it very difficult to make it the path of success because they don't want people to follow. Mm-hmm. You, the deck is stacked against you. Do you know, and I, I can't remember the exact thing, that we think that United States is land of opportunity. Do you know where it ranks compared to other countries? So let's Wait, just say so that you're saying we're, that the United States is low on opportunities. What you're saying? Yeah, you want to ranks out of 32 out of 32 countries that are in the same kind of, uh, you know what they say, uh, uh, the same part of of their development. There's like uh, third world countries and first world countries. I would say we're way behind. Where do you think we are? Uh, I have no idea, but if I had to guess, maybe like right in the middle. We're in the mid 20s. Yeah, that's pretty bad. If you're poor or disadvantaged. Or, or if you don't start thinking different, you're in one of the worst countries to break out. The deck is so stacked against you and it's, it, and it's made like that. So the people that are gonna be successful, they have to realize that the only way to success is when it's not laid out 100% for me. This will probably be the most clear thing that you'll get. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine another place where it was a more real example not counting like celebrities and these richest guys, oh, sure. right? Sure. I'm like, there's normal guys. I can't imagine another place. We say this all the time. I, I don't even know the place, right? I listen to this podcast and YouTube and I, this people are not like us. 
these women are like us. You know what they are? They're like professional athletes and and, and then like like uh, motivational gurus and they're they're doing all this weird stuff. I'm like, they're not two ordinary guys. Where it, it's it, nobody's going to tell you this, it, and it's petrifying. For the first time in your life, you've got to wake up and do something that's not guaranteed, right? So we're going to try to make that a little well, bit easier. I want to dumb it down a little bit too. Every and I struggled with this a lot too when I was you know working retail nine to five, and it's that you you know that feeling before you go to sleep, that anxiety that you get about all the problems in your life and the uncertainties and things like that. And I think too many people get that anxiety, and what they do is they're just like, oh, you know what? I have my safety net. I, I'm going to wake up. I have a job to go to. And so they never do anything about it. And for me, I know that when I had that feeling of anxieties and like, what am I going to do? And that feeling of uncertainty, like I, I acted on it. Yeah. And I think too many people were just, they're okay with, with going back to that fail safe of their, you know, hopping back in that pen, yep. as we say. There's a quote. So you need to change the quote. You need to strive for progress, not perfection. So being better at your job doing more of the same things better is striving for per perfection. You need to strive for progress and progress only counts the stuff that's not clear. So if you know, if you know the next week and the month and you have an, a detailed outline plan exactly how you're not doing, you're not progressing. You're simply doing the same thing better. Right. You need, there needs to be a, a veil of life. You, you, it, it, you need to not know you, there needs to be some sort of risk. If you're if you're getting up in the morning and you don't feel like you're risking or you don't feel like, or if you feel like you kind of got everything figured out, you're not doing it right. Right. So you just need to change that. You're not trying to be perfect. Because on the way to progress, on, on going to what your dreams are and making, making something out of yourself, you won't do it perfectly. No. So you don't judge yourself on there. You're gonna fail, you're gonna fall, actually you're gonna do it way more because you're not looking for perfection, you're looking for progress. So get up in the morning and you have to risk something. You have to do something that doesn't have an immediate reward and that's why we talked about it. You get up in the morning before everybody else and you write down a couple things before anybody can talk you out of it of doing something different. And you do it and you don't negotiate those things. And and I was actually just about to tie it into that. And and when I tell, you know, when I when I tell our employees what to do, I always make a point to say, you're not writing down wake up you know, yep. you're not writing down, put yep. clothes on. You're not yep. writing down, eat breakfast. Like those aren't the things that you need to be writing down as your non-negotiables. It needs to be the stuff you don't want to fucking do, you know, like the, yep. the hard stuff. Yep. That's how you grow. Well, that leads us into the next thing. You need to do one thing every day that nobody else is going to do. All right. That's what you need to do. Um, there's, a, there's, there's a myth out there that doing one small thing every day and for a long period of time is not as amazing as doing like 10 things average for a short period of time, right? So, it, and, and so people get up there and they're like, oh, the only thing that matters is if I go to school for 12 hours a week for 16 years or 20 years or, or more than that, that, that's the only way. I have to I have to throw everything at it, I have to do it. And, and, and we talked about the last part, there's some guys that are very comfortable with that, but you just have to start doing one thing. Do one thing every day that nobody else is willing to do. And, so, and the world needs those average people, you know what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Nothing against those people. I mean, and, and I guarantee you the people listening to this are not those average people. And you have to do something different, something people aren't willing to do. 
Well, everybody starts average. N n none of us, like we weren't born into money. We were born, we were born, we weren't born into, you know what, upper class homes, right? I was born class, into negative money. Right, you were born <laughs> negative. I was, I was in middle class, maybe a little top, but I mean, my, my parents were the definition of in the sheet pen. I realized real quick, that's not what I wanted, but everybody starts average. Everybody starts average. You just look around and then you're the one that decides, am I gonna stay here or am I not? And the way you get out there is the same way of breaking out of prison. So if I wanted to break out of prison, so say me and you are in a cell, right? We're in a cell together. Okay, got it. And we don't wanna be there. We got life sentences. So we're in a bad place in our lives. How are we gonna break out? Like what, what's, the most, what's the most obvious thing that we probably wanna do? To break out? Yeah. yeah. Let's think Alcatraz stuff. Have uh, you ever seen Escape from Alcatraz? I would, I would probably start digging a hole in the concrete cell. It's time to start chiseling. It's time to start, start chiseling. Yeah. Have you ever seen, uh, oh, you know what the movie is? Uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. It's a great movie. All right. But you need to, that's your life. So you got two decisions. This guy got in there. He realized pretty quickly he doesn't want to be there, right? He was, he was convicted wrongly. He had a few negative things that happened to him that accelerated his thought that he needed to break out of it, right? And that happens to some people. Some people's lives are so shitty, they have nothing to lose that they start to do these things and then they break out of it. And it's actually a positive thing that happened in their life. Mm -hmm. So he had a couple of those, let's just say that. Negative things that yeah. happened to him. He didn't like it. So he made the idea that this motherfucker was gonna chisel his way with a rock hammer. Was that what it was? Or like a spoon or some shit? It was a rock hammer. What it was. He, he carved he carved a little thing, a rock oh, yeah, hammer. Oh yeah, that's right, the little tiny and he, little yeah. And he hid it in the Bible. And he 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 he, he carved he carved through like I don't even know, a long way of concrete oh, yeah. over over years, then climbed his way through a sewer. Which at the time I first saw this, I didn't really understand why they emphasized that. But then I really understand that. That's a half a mile or like a couple miles sewer. full of And you know what's in the sewer? Shit. Yeah. And that's, and you would see him like throw up. I mean, this guy was really dedicated. Yeah, but that didn't happen over time. He made that decision. And that's the same way with how you would. You are locked in there. So if you take anything from today, you need to understand where you're at. You are locked into your life. They have done it very effectively. It was on purpose. It was calculated. I promise you the people that locked you in there are not in there with you. They know exactly where you are. They tell you when you can eat, sleep. They can tell you where you're going. They tell you what your sentence is. They tell you how much stipend you get. They control everything in your life, right? You might have time where you can go out on the yard and play. You can decide what sport you want to play when you're not working. Uh -huh. You can decide like, you know what, you, they'll turn off the lights, but you don't have to sleep, mm -hmm. but you have to be in bed, right? Yeah. And they'll tell you when you get up and think, so that's already happened. Most people are already locked in there. Now you have a decision to make. Am I gonna be locked in here forever? Am I gonna start doing something? And so you need to think about it exactly the same way. If I had a chisel hammer and I wanna get out of here, what would be the natural thing I need to do? Start digging. And you can't dig all day because you gotta go out there and things like that. So, but when you're at home and when you're up in the morning, what are you gonna do? You're gonna, are you gonna plan on what you're gonna play for the basketball? Or are you gonna say, hey, maybe I'll do a little chisel. And you're gonna find that the most exciting time in your life, will, at first, the chiseling won't make sense, but the closer you get to the end of that cement, it's gonna start getting fucking exciting. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of times it's because things can be overwhelming for people, you know? Like, let, let's just relate back to like losing weight. And you need, like, let's say you need to lose 100 pounds. Like, yep. for a lot of people, that's overwhelming. Absolutely. And so they don't start. But yep. when in reality, it's it's going to the gym every day and it's, and, and if you think about it as like on a day-to-day -day thing, like yep. it, when you're dieting, like how fucking hard is dieting? Like it's, it's the shittiest part of 
of being in shape, at least for me. But yeah. And and so for me, like if I focus on, I have to go a hundred days without. Um, you know, with dieting and, and, and being really strict on that, that, that's overwhelming. But if I, if I go day to day and I say, okay, today I'm just going to focus on that today and I'm going to diet good today and then, and then get through that day and you realize it wasn't that hard and you continually to do that every single day, it's just like that in life. You know, the more, the more you chisel away, chisel away and you stick to the basics and, you know, being disciplined enough and we'll go back to that, but de- <laughs> Doing it, actually doing it every single day is what makes a huge difference. Well, there's an adage. You've probably heard about this. If you spend an hour a day, five days a week, for five years, one hour a day, five days a week, for five years, whatever you spent your time doing, and you gotta be specific, after five years, you will be considered a worldwide expert in that field, whatever you spent an hour a day, five days a week, for five years, you will be considered an expert in the field. You will run across very few people that will know more than you in that subject. So don't be confused that it's not how, you don't have to get to the gym and work out for six hours. You just have to get to the gym. You don't need to quit your job immediately. You just have to get up 15 minutes in the morning and you have to do something different in there. And then here are the quotes that I want you to kind of think about. After a week, you'll be uncommon. If you wake up every morning for 15 minutes and make progress, you know what? You're gonna start to realize that you're one of only a few. After a month, you'll be special. If you do that for an entire month, I promise you're gonna start telling somebody and people are gonna start saying some nice things about you. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you can get up 15 minutes. You're doing this, you're saying, and after a year, you will be incredible. If you get up for 15 minutes earlier than you're supposed to and just think about the progress that you're gonna make and just write that down and think about that for the day and you do that for an entire year, I promise somebody will walk up to you and say, it is so incredible how you were able to change. And then it's I, a snowball. You know, I don't even everything. recognize you. I don't even recognize you. You can do that physically, spiritually, emotionally. I promise you, I promise you it's going to work. But, the, but people don't get to that thing. So you need to think about it. You've got a rock hammer, you have that. The, the hardest part is getting started. And then just a quote to end on that subject is a little progress each day adds up to big results. I was in Hawaii and have you ever been to the Oahu? Nope. So in Oahu, there's this, you know, the a big mountain in the middle of it. And we went on, uh, we went to this park where they, they, you can tour the Jurassic Park where they filmed it, Jumanji. And then the tour guide, when he was talking about it, he was pointing to like 27 waterfalls. And he talked about that. And each one of those waterfalls were not there naturally. The water eroded it over hundreds and or however long, how many years it was, it was a long fucking time. Right. And they made it into the most spectacular waterfall. And it didn't happen overnight. And your life is going to be exactly the same way. You're going to erode away the bad things. You're going to do the good things. And eventually somebody's going to look at you and they're going to realize that, that you have carved out a very special part of you that now you have value to add. Uh, now, d- don't get me wrong. You can't just like wake up and uh, do whatever you want. And expect everything to be different. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Strategy is important, right? Uh, but how you execute it is almost everything, right? So I'll give you an example. So save your plan for looking. 
I was watching this highlight of this guy that intercepted a ball. So his strategy was I'm gonna intercept it. It was a great interception. He caught it. He then ran somehow. He was confused. Happens, right? He was excited, lots of stuff going around. <laughs> he ran the wrong way. He ran the wrong way so confidently oh, that God. you know how most of the time your team tries to cancel you or uh, yeah, tackle like, hey, you? You're running the wrong way. Everybody's pointing. He was running it so confidently that the other team tackled him. Uh, on the way to oh, they on the way to there. Writing, writing yeah, yeah, because they were confused. That's Everybody was confused, right? <laughs> so he was confident, but execution is important. So here's another thing: you have to you're you're gonna get up, you're gonna serve, you're gonna you're gonna understand that you're not gonna know what's happening. You're gonna do one thing, but that one thing you do, you have to you have to do right, right? You you have to execute. Yeah. You can you can have all of the hopes and dreams inside, but if you don't execute. You're gonna have a problem. So that's something that you don't have a problem with. Like you're real big in execution, but both kind of me, but you're even more hardcore than me. Mm -hmm. Well, to tie into something I shared with our group in our group chat today, um, there's a reason why I inherit customers over other, you know, over the competition. And a lot of times it's because I'm willing to just send that extra email nobody's willing to send or make that Absolutely. extra phone call that no one's willing to make. And you know, that that's a huge difference. Yep. Actually getting up and doing it. And, and, and you know, we could tie this into a whole other podcast about intent because yep. I think intent has everything to do with your, your ability to take action. Like having intent throughout the day. Like if, if you just go to the gym, like going to the gym is one thing. Yeah. But getting out of the car is another thing. And then getting into the gym is another thing. And then actually having intent yep. to work out and, yep. and, and, you know, focus on those things that you're going in there to focus on. Because it's, it's a way different workout. When, when you're in there and you're focused on other things and, uh, you know, or you don't make it out of the car even and, and, and big difference between going to the gym and thinking, you know, I'm going to work out arms today and I'm going to have a fucking killer workout and I'm going to have a yeah. huge pump, you know, and I'm going to dedicate 30 minutes to cardio and then you actually do it. Yep. And then you know what happens at the end of that day where you're all, you know, you're, you, you worked 10 hours, you went to the gym, you know, you, you did an hour of working out and you do an hour of uh, the thing you didn't want to do to make yourself better at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks you're going to be fucking tired and exhausted, but what what happens is you feel great, you feel accomplished, yep. you go to bed, like you know, comfortably. You're not anxious, and uh, so the thing that everyone thinks and it's going to make them uncomfortable is totally not true. You know, it makes you feel way better about yourself. Well, and there's a myth out there that there's some sort of participation trophy. God, I hate the idea of participation trophies because that is setting these poor children up for well, you really have kids. Yeah, it's going to be a rude awakening once the participation trophies run out and then they part, they start to actually get the real feedback. Um, I have a famous phrase that, you know, when, whenever I talk to employees or people around, I'm like, you can't be busy doing nothing. You have to be conscious of that. Um, I'm not sure if I've, if I've talked about it on my podcast, but definitely in my meetings and things like that. But I, I go to the gym pretty consistently and there's another guy that I see him there all the time. I see them. Every gym's got a handful. And this guy... Every single week, I think this is the week that this guy is not going to look like a scrawny little guy. And he's there all the time. Like, I went there this last Sunday and I never go on Sunday. He was there. And I said, No, the fuck way. I remember you talking about this months ago. Yeah, yeah. Have you gone up to this guy yet? No. Oh, I've done it. He's not going to get it. He's got to be my example. He's like my control. That, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. Because I, I can't help but say things. I can't help. I can't help but tell people, right? It's a, it's, it's a curse that I have. But this guy, I'm like, I'm not going to tell him shit. 
right? And, and I just looked at him again today and I'm like, oh my gosh, he hasn't grown one millimeter. I mean, his arms, Look the exactly the same. His chest, and he's the guy that like rolls up his sleeves, right? And oh, I know those guys. So I mean, when he's the only one in the picture, it looks okay. But I mean, he goes, he goes enough where he should be at least three times more stacked. Dude, tell this guy. I can't. I can't. You gotta be the no, one I'm to tell. You, gotta be control. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing an experiment. I, he's my control, and I want to see if it's possible that somebody is, can, can, can really be busy and, and have no results at the gym because it's very uncommon, right? So you just have to make sure with, when you're going through life, you're just not busy doing nothing. You can't, you're not going to be rewarded for working hard and accomplishing nothing. You have to accomplish something, and that's where putting in the goals um, it, it, it is important, but yeah, you have to be specific. You, you gotta hold yourself to something that, that actually can, that, that, that can be um, monetized or you can very clearly dictate it that you've made these. And if you're not making progress, so if you're doing this, you're doing the first three, nothing is happening, you gotta go back and watch your execution, right? So don't be busy doing nothing. You need to self-evaluate, make sure that you're not wasting time. Well, and, and I hate that term busy. Whenever someone, whenever I'm trying to do something with somebody and somebody says, hey, I'm busy, I, I mean, I, I don't text back. And the reason I hate busy is because if something is important, you're yeah. gonna find time to do it, and that's why I hate the term busy, right? And and if and if you're too, and if you're gonna tell someone that you're too busy, I feel like they deserve the right to know that that's not important enough. You know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. And, and especially like if I ask somebody to do something and they tell me they're busy, I mean, yeah. I, I usually say, you know what? Well, I must just not be that important. Yeah. And that you know that ties that ties into every aspect of your life. And we're not saying we're not saying that that you're a horrible person if you're not executing correctly. I, we're just telling you that the successful people that you work for and admire, they are very good at executing correctly. So we're doing the podcast and we're getting feedback all the time, right? So one of the feedback is I yell, screamed, right? And I got this from pretty intense guys. One of the guys that works for me used to work at a prison and the first thing he said to me is like, hey dude, you scream. And I'm <laughs> like, the fuck are you yelling? I'm like, what the fuck, man? Are you not used to people yelling? I don't think that you'd be the one person that goes, yeah, man. I, I really was I really was able to, you know what, relate with that. But but he said you you yell, right? Now, now I can't stop yelling. That's gonna be really difficult. Not but yet. you're working but, on it. But we made we made uh, changes. We made adjustments. Right? So we made and we make a little adjustments and you're over there turning a little knob, and I know why you're turning the knob, right? I know why you're turning the knob. And and so and so we're learning and we're getting better and we're taking feedback. So just make sure that when you're getting up in the morning um, that you know there are only two options. You're either going to make progress or you're going to make excuses. So if you find yourself all the time making excuses why it didn't happen, like where you're executing, you're not making progress. So you just need to be careful about that. If you're making more excuses than, 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 than acknowledging what you did wrong and making changes, then you're not progressing. So that's a really great thing. How many times do you make excuses? How many times? So I'll give you an example. I was at the gym and I knew this morning when I went to this particular gym, I'd been in Hawaii and then also we're going through our general liability audit, et cetera, like that. It takes up a lot of my time. It happens once a year. Um, so I got back and I needed to make this website and I helped, I was going to help this guy that does heavy machinery. Um, he's never had a website. I mean, there's all these things that he needs to do to take his business to the next level. I know how to do really easily, just going to take some time of mine. Um, and I didn't do it. I bugged him all the time for the info and have that. I've got all the info I can make it. And, and I knew I didn't do it. And I was at the gym and I was, I was going to take a left or I was going to take a right to go to one gym. And, but there was another gym I could go to that I wasn't going to be at. I knew this guy was going to be at the gym. He's there all the time. Oh, the guy who you were making the website uh -huh. for? And okay. I knew 
he was gonna he was gonna give me shit about it. Mm-hmm. Now he's cool with it, like he's a real cool guy. Right. Like, but I knew he was gonna give me shit because I totally bugged him to give me the info, and I and I and I said I was gonna do it. Right now I was doing it for free, and we were gonna barter if, in case our uh, forklift breaks. Like he's gonna right. he was gonna, and so we could add value instead of him having to pay three thousand dollars for the website and me three thousand dollars for this. Like, hey, you know what? It only costs us you know pennies in time to fix each other's problems. Right. right? right. So that's the whole idea of it. And I knew he was gonna give me shit. I knew. I knew he's gonna hold you accountable. That it was my fault. So I took the left and I went to oh, the gym no. where he was gonna be at. No, I went to the gym where he's gonna be at. Mm. And okay, then I good. was working out there and I, you know what? I, I thought to myself, he's not gonna walk in. Cause I was there for about 30 minutes and I'm like, he's starting to feel a little more comfortable. Then he wasn't gonna give you a hard time. Then here he comes. <laughs> and he's this big burly guy, man. You can't miss him. And I'm like, fuck. Right, and he came up there, and dude, I started excuses right off the bat. I just, and he just stopped me right there. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, man, yeah," because because he just knows it. He's a business owner. He knows. It. And then I said, "You know what? You're exactly right. I didn't do it. I said I was gonna do it. I, I didn't execute like I needed to. So I stopped the excuses, and I'm gonna do it." Right. Well, you, well, you made those excuses, and that common misconception is that successful people don't fucking make excuses. That's oh, yeah. total bullshit. It's Try about it's about knowing that you're making those yep. excuses and then changing something, yep. you know? So I, you, I, I use those excuses as like, hey, okay, now's the time where I need to not be making these fucking excuses and I need to actually do something. Yeah, yeah. If somebody accepts your excuse, doesn't mean you got away with it. Yeah, no. In actuality, it's exactly the opposite. You both just got really comfortable with not making progress and they're just trying to appease you. There's nothing worse than not accepting excuse. I'm super hardcore on not accepting excuses from people, but I'm the first one that tries it. How quickly can you catch yourself if you're giving more excuses than you're delivering progress? You've got a problem, right? And then we're just gonna finish up. Um, You don't have to be the first one there. You don't even have to be the first one in the race, but you have to be the last. And that's what successful people wrap their head around. They know, you know what? Some people are gonna get ahead of them. You know, maybe you're coming in this late at life. So this is, this is happens to people. Some people are listening to this like, it's too late for me. I don't think you understand, Nate. Like, I, you're talking, this would've been a lot easier to do when I was in my 20s, I'm like, or early 20s. I'm like, yeah, yeah, would've been, would've been a lot easier. But that doesn't mean that you've lost. Right? That doesn't mean that you've lost. All you have to understand is the end game is what matters. And so the you need to start and you just need not to give up. And those successful people, I promise you, they're successful because they didn't give up. You know the Elon Musk story about SpaceX, right? Nope. So, so SpaceX, they had three launches. They had enough money for three launches. This was back in the day when they were trying to revolutionize rockets. So mm-hmm. they, the, the idea was the rocket technology hadn't changed since the 60s. So his idea is it's like, it's not the fucking 60s. I'm like, I'm making electric cars. I'm like, we sh- I should be able to do something different. So he revolutionized rockets. But the problem with revolutionizing rockets is it's fucking difficult, yeah. right? If it was easy, somebody would have done it. It's actually right? rocket science. So yeah. <laughs> so he shot up one rocket, boom, catastrophic failure. No problem, we knew that was gonna happen. He's got enough money for three. Shoots up the second one. Boom. He's probably getting a little nervous. The fucker blew up. Shoots off the third. Shoots up. Boom. Can you imagine what he was feeling? It's over. No more opportunities. If your worst day doesn't come close to what Elon Musk was feeling. 
I promise you, you're not jumping off a bridge because your wife left you or you have a shitty job. You're jumping off the bridge because you had a hundred million dollars. <laughs> you just spent dollars. three money. Three, three, yeah, hundred million dollars. And that shit's gone. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't lost a hundred dollars at the blackjack table and, and walked away, I'm like, if, if you if you haven't multiplied that by a, yeah. by a, it's a bad million. Day. It's a bad day. Um, and so he only had money for three. So you know what he did? He took all the rest of his money his own personal money. This is his fallback plan. This was, I mean, this was, no, company was gonna go out of business, but then he would still have money where he could live. He puts all that in there. Raises more money for one more launch. Fourth, he scrambled. Wasn't supposed to have it. He had to risk more than everything. You know, Have I ever told you, you could go past zero? So people think zero, there's zero is not the new zero. You can roll way past zero, right? Dead. That's the, oh yeah. That's the one where Dead. you can't come back from. That's bankruptcy. There's zero is actually not bad. Yeah. Rolling past zero. So he's going to roll way past zero, right? There's just, there wasn't going to be an easy start after this. Launches off, you know what? First successful launch. It was the very end. You just need to be able to hold on. I promise you, your first three rockets are going to fail. They just keep going. He talked as if he was optimistic about the three, but you know, you know, he knew that eventually this money he had set aside that he didn't put in, he knew he was gonna have to put that in. Well, he was he, going into the unknown too, you know? No. He didn't want to put it in, but I promise you everybody knew, or the only person that knew was Elon, and he knew, oh, just this once it'd be really nice. He might've been optimistic, but he knew exactly what happened. When that third one fell, I guarantee you, he, you know, it was a crappy day, but he knew I'm putting in this fourth. So success is the result of perseverance or perseverance. Others might be more talented, smarter, connected, but they can't win if they aren't at the end. You just have to outlast them. The successful people around you, they outlasted at the end. Now we've already talked a lot about this, so I don't think we need to go crazy amount right. into this, but it's about lasting. The race doesn't start till it gets hard. Elon didn't do anything difficult till the fourth rocket. The first three was easy for him. He already knew how to do that. He already knew how to raise investment. He sold PayPal, he got all this money. He already knew how to build a company. He already knew how to motivate people. He already knew how to, he knew how to, how to have a different way of thinking. He already knew how to launch three rockets. He knew how to put the right people in the right place. That's easy. But when crap hits the fan and you have to risk everything, the fourth rocket is when the people that you know their name. You don't know anybody's name that the first three worked. You don't. You think you do, but if you talk to them, if you talk to the people where you know their name and they don't know you, mm -hmm. that's like the uh, um, from uh, the Avengers movie when that girl is all complaining. It's like, you ruined my life. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even know who you <laughs> yeah. are. The person that's going to say that to you, but you like admire, that person, I promise you, had to launch the fourth rocket. Yep, I agree. So just remember... You're the three aren't going to work. You can stay optimistic as you want, but you don't make it until it's the fourth time and you still launch that rocket. And I'm going to end with a quote. It's not about luck. It's about hard work and relentless drive for constant progress. 100%. So just remember, if it gets tough, you are not alone. That's actually when we're going to start making changes. Excellence is the result of caring more than others think is wise, risking more than others think is safe, 
dreaming more than others think is practical and expecting more than others think is possible. There's four on there. We're gonna put that. Uh, we're gonna put this this quote on the uh, like on that. our yeah, social we'll put, media. Yeah. Yeah, we'll so Mike anyway. will post that. If you guys are just going through, it's life is hitting you. It's getting tough. We're going to put those five things that you can go to for beliefs. We're going to put this quote on here. I mean, this is a place where you can go to, believe it or not, um, if you just need a different way of thinking, you'll find that the different way of thinking is is where you're going to get comfort um, once you start to apply it. And you're going to realize that the same way of life is actually going to be the uncomfortable. And so that's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to swap it. We're trying to be, make you feel uncomfortable with your normal life and comfortable with the unknown because that's the only way you're going to make it to where you need to make it. Uh, and this is this is not made up. These are guys that have done it before. Mike, you've seen these people yourself, right? Yep, still doing it to this day, too. It's not like we're anywhere near stopping either. So this is all stuff that's actually going to value us, too, even just talking about it. Absolutely. So, and, and the only thing that, that we ask is that if you find value out of this, um, you know, tell somebody, tell, tell, tell your struggling friend or tell, tell a family member, um, just tell them, you know, have them listen. And then, um, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, send us a message. Um, I'm on Instagram, M P C E L L I. Uh, we're also record high podcast on Instagram as well. Uh, our email is in the description for this. If you guys need to send an email, there's multiple ways to contact us. Um, also, if you're, you know, if you're, if, if you're listening to this and you're going through the motions and you're actually changing things and you're still not having progress, reach out to us. We don't mind yeah, helping out. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And then uh, is there anything else you want to end on? No, that's it guys. We appreciate you listening. Um, feedback is always fantastic. This is, I mean, we're doing this because, uh, you are, we're looking for, uh, you know, to add value any way we can do it for you. Just let us know, but thanks for listening. Uh, hope you guys have a fantastic week and until then. You don't have a good one. See you later.